0: Hi, this is Harvey Feinstein, and uh, I just want to make everything clear. Uh, I came onto the Brothers in Law podcast because I know that they've been recently implying that I did something somehow inappropriate in my position over my own production company. Um, and, you know, they have good reason to say that, even though I didn't do it. Their reasoning is, uh, you know, I invited them to dinner, uh, gave them a nice uh, filet mignon, and they just refused me. Uh, I had them stay in only the nice, most lavish hotels when they were on the West Coast and, you know, told them that, you know, I could do so much more for them. But uh, they were unwilling. Uh, They were unwilling to to assist us in any kind of way. Now they're bad mouthing me on their little podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just, you know, let everybody know all my important, powerful Hollywood friends know that uh, these guys never need to work in this town ever again because it doesn't really matter because I I have a reputation here and and I'm going to do everything in the extent of my power to ensure that uh, it's cold for you guys. What's up, what's up, what's up? Hello, everybody. This is the Brothers in Law podcast. Once again, you're here with Jesse McCoy and the world's uh, leading legal humorist, Sean Carter. That's right, people. And we're here to wrap up. We're here to wrap up 2017 as we step into a new year and we end the old one. We want to talk about some of the highlights that were important to uh, Black America and the Black community. And we want to begin, uh, actually, first of all, I wanted to... Give a rest in peace to Raina uh, from Power. I hope everything's going well. I'm sure it's not a spoiler at this point because everybody should have seen Power. And if you haven't, my apologies, but Raina dies. So, so now you know. And even though I blame her for her own demise, uh, <laughs> it, it's still sad to see the one good kid that Go St. Patrick had go so soon.
1: Rest in peace.
0: Rest so uh, rest in peace, Raina. So I want to get started today with uh, Moonlight. Um, very interesting story. Moonlight was a movie that was not anything that was described to me by any of my friends. I thought Moonlight was going to be people in a trap house selling crack, shooting people if they had to, maybe some gangster stuff going on. And I bought it. The cover looked good. And I said, all right, I'm ready. I got my popcorn and all my gang action movie related snacks. Lined up, and uh, within the first five minutes, I noticed some oddities that I was not expecting. But I still was on board. I was like, you know, they have to make it. I want to see what makes Moonlight as a gangster movie different right. from the other gangster movies that I love and enjoy. The Higher Learnings, the the, um, the uh, well, not high Learnings, the uh, Boys in the mm-hmm. Hood, um, Old Dog, and cane. Like <laughs> what, what? Like how does this uh, differentiate? And uh, I learned very quickly how I was going to differentiate in the dreaded uh, beach scene. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I understand, you know, I, for me, it was you know, it's, it's a little different. Uh, but because I had already paid my money for the rental, I did finish the movie. I won't lie. See, but that,
1: that, that's um, your second mistake. One, what kind of <laughs> black man are you that you didn't get the bootleg? I, I'm really disappointed. Right, first of all, until you know if it's got any Oscar nomination. All right. It's not going to be a regular old New Jack City. How many Oscar <laughs> nominations did, did, did Chris Rock get? And by the way, Pookie should have got best supporting actor. Come on. You could do it with me now. 20 something years later. It'd be calling me, man. It'd be calling me. <laughs> and it didn't get any nominations. So, you know, darn well, if it's got a nomination, it wasn't going to be your type of a gangster movie. Well, in my defense,
0: I did get it before I do anything about Oscar I got it because people who I now look at with the side eye um, told me how great of a movie it was, and I just had to see it. And I'm thinking, these are, the, these are the same people that recommended juice. These are the same people. <laughs> Everything that I watched. My father, these are the same people who recommended that. <clears throat> so I knew I was in good hands.
1: Uh-huh, yeah,
0: uh-huh. And little did I know, <laughs> I was
1: I was bamboozled, led astray. <laughs> all right. All right but, but, but that's not why he's in the news. So we get to the Academy Awards. Right. And and did Warren Betty pull a Steve Harvey? Guys,
0: I'm sorry. No. There's a mistake. There's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. <laughs> Moonlight won. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. This is not a joke. Moonlight is one best picture. <laughs> Moonlight, best picture. Um, I'm not sure what was going on with Warren Beatty. I I don't know if he was trying to read the teleprompter and the card had a different result. But whatever it was, it was hilarious because it was probably the only time in primetime I've ever seen, excuse me, the only time time I've ever seen a white uh, production slighted for a (laughs) black production (laughs) immediately before the credits are going to roll. So uh, even the guy who announced it, he was like, wait, there's been a mistake. It's not La La Land. The winner is actually Moonlight. And for a moment I was torn because I didn't know if they were just trying to make us feel good. Like and they were like, you know, we coming off the year of Oscar so white. Right, know, like, right. <laughs> when they try to like throw us a bone after Oscar so white or or what, but um, you know, I was happy to see them win. Uh I wish they would have gotten more time uh to be able to present their shout-out list, which <laughs> uh of course the credits were interrupting. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it was classic. It was great American television for me to see Moonlight win.
1: The big winner that night was Steve Harvey, because he's not, he not the only fool to ever do that. <laughs> right. wow.
0: Well, well, that night, was Steve Harvey's kind of <laughs> Steve Harvey, handling his best Olivia Pope impression <laughs> with the white jacket on New Year's, bringing in 2018 fresh like a box of marshmallows.
1: <laughs> Here's, somebody, somebody. I, I don't get this. And someone was asked I was asking someone, they were like, well, maybe he just wanted to make sure they could always see him. And I was like, it's four degrees. He the only black man out there, I promise. There wasn't another black man in that entire crowd. That's all you need to know was to go look for the black man. He need to be in, in in like you said, the state marshmallow man. He just need to be a black man out in five degree weather. You know that was only him.
0: I I was trying to figure out the jacket situation because the jacket was white. And underneath he had a hoodie, but then he had a white derby on top. Of the <laughs> and, I, and I was confused because I was like, okay, are we going outside, hanging out in the corner? Are we going to the evening ball? Like what, what are we going to? Um is this
1: a jacket you borrowed from Marjorie? Like, what, what's going on? <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised to see that brother with a ski mask on. His head, right? You know how we are with cold. And what I don't get is, I'm like, Steve Carvey, you got eight shows on TV now. All right? right. I wouldn't have done that. All right? But for, I wouldn't have done that thing. I'd be like, no, no, no. You're going to get somebody else to do this. You know, hey, can't you find Kathy Griffin somewhere? I'm not going to be out of here at four degrees. All right? And I could use the money. And I'm like, Steve Harvey, you know, you know you got the money. Or you know you're not that broke. All right. You don't have to get out there and, you know, and be out there, you know, with your nose running on national TV. That wasn't a good look. And what bothers me
0: is I don't blame Steve Harvey. I blame his people. (laughs) Because if anybody had checked, not just how he looked, but checked black Twitter during the whole three hour show, they would have seen he was getting roasted. On Black Twitter, and they would have commissioned a wardrobe change. Everybody else had a wardrobe change. But he was out there in that same white jacket, derby, all night.
1: He wasn't going to take off none of those clothes to put on none that he had. You know, he probably didn't take off those clothes for three days. You know how we are. He's freezing. He probably still wearing those clothes right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy, man. Like the whole situation just reminded me of another 2017 classic. Get out.
1: Oh, yes. Um, and, so,
0: and so, uh, for those of you who haven't seen Get Out, one of the, uh, spoiler alerts that I want to give to you is, uh, the white lady dies at the end. <laughs> and we were, we were talking at, about how the reception of that death was interpreted very differently depending on the type of audience that you saw this movie with.
1: Uh, <laughs> don't do like Jesse and get this on rental, you got to go to a black theater to watch this. Now you say, well the movie's been out a long time. Black theater just get it. Go to the hood. they just got the movie right now. All right? You got to see this in i Black. All right? you got to see in it this in IMAX, i Black. And I saw it in New York with some black people. Matter of fact, it was so crazy, white people were yelling at the screen. I, it was out of control. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it definitely, here's what I loved about it. It's like, you know how everybody mentioned in regular theater, when we find out the big reveal, the spoiler alert, that she's a bad guy, the white girl's a bad guy, everybody was like, right. ah. And the sisters were like, mm hmm. Right, <laughs> I, right. I knew it the whole time. <laughs> well, the <a> surprise was <laughs> in my theater nowhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, when when I went, so first of all, again, I was hyped up for the movie. I was overly hyped right. for the movie because I didn't know anything about it. And when I would ask about it, nobody could tell me anything. I say, okay, well, is it a suspense? Is it a comedy? Is it a horror movie? What is it? And they were like, you just have to go see it. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't know what kind of snacks I want to bring with me because I coordinate my snacks with the type <laughs> of <alien> movie. So, <laughs> So I didn't know what kind of snacks I needed to bring. I just went in there, you know, just kind of winging it. And when I get in there, everybody told me, you know, Jordan Peele. And I know Jordan Peele. And when he wants to be funny, he's hilarious. Right. So I said, okay, well, I'm looking for it. must be a comedy. And I get in and I sit down. And lo and behold, there's no Jordan Peele sighting in the entire movie. Um, come to find out Jordan Peele is the director of the movie, not an actor in the movie.
1: Oh, uh, so hey, you don't read nothing, you, you just whatever somebody tell you, you just go. Huh? I,
0: just, I, just run with it. I just run with it, strike while the iron's hot. So then I get there, and the first scene I see is this black guy with his white girlfriend. And that's when I knew this is a story, this is a cautionary tale, <laughs> this is a documentary um, because in my soul i just felt like this isn't going to end well like i don't know i don't know what movie this situation ever ends well i didn't know how
1: it was going to end right but, but it, it, i know it wasn't going to end well oh <laughs> you know exactly when you hear black guy with a white girlfriend it's not going to end happily ever after right i know <laughs> get out <laughs> well i love about this. i went to see this in new york when i told you that i went to new york to see the broadway play hamilton And that has nothing to do with this podcast, but it cost me $2,000. All right. So I'm telling everybody. All right. I'm telling the Uber guy on the way home. I'm telling everybody. All right. And I go to see Hamilton. I got to tell you though, get out might have been better. (laughs) And with popcorn cost me a little less than 2000, about (laughs) 1995. I didn't bring my own snacks because it was in New York, (laughs) but I love, I love that movie. Um, that's the best movie I saw all year. Okay,
0: great. You know, my, my favorite clip from that movie, it scares me even to this day, is the black lady who just keeps saying no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No. No, 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 no. I do something it just reminded me of every woman that i asked out on a date in high school it was, <laughs> <laughs> no 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 no, no.
1: <laughs> you know that 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 to be a good thing in 2000 and uh and, and 17 those old dates were coming back to haunt people oh, uh, but we'll get to that in a minute
0: absolutely so after get out we also have uh two, 2017 was also the year of mumble rap uh, for those people who may not be familiar, mumble rap sounds something like this. <laughs> <laughs> man, you record, you. you record
1: that? You record that? Because we can get that. We, we can definitely get a deal on that one. Oh, man. I've been in my zone.
0: Well, I'm trying to make it, man. I'm I need pointers. Uh, Lil' Uzi Bert, if you're listening, uh Lil Yachty, um, any other funny name, new people, uh 21 Savage, 21, 21, 21. If if you're listening, <laughs> please give me a call. Actually, 21 Savage, I don't like your name. Don't call me. But but <laughs> else, give me a call, let me know how do I make this happen? Because I need to get these riches. Do I need Tattoos on my face. So I need to get black tattoos on my face. It was not process.
1: You. That's the thing that gets me. I don't care if you mumble through the song, but if you're black, get you a white tattoo. Then you look weird. Because because when I see black tattoo and black skin, it just you just look dirty. I can't <laughs> tell what, what's wrong with you. You just like you need a bath. And you you spend you spend all the time and effort to get something put on your chest that was meaning, meaning something to you, right? So put it in white ink so I can see it on your black ass. Right.
0: <laughs> right. And and. My my hope for us in 2018 is that we can have positive, upbeat songs um, <laughs> because Lil Uzi Vert has the All My Friends Are Dead, All My Friends Are Dead, All My Friends <laughs> Are Dead song. And <laughs> I've been told somehow that that relates to money because I guess money is his friend and all the presents. Uh, I guess. But it didn't come off like that to me. And I said, well, if I was suicidal right now, this wouldn't do anything to make me <laughs> better about my position.
1: Um, I'm joining the resistance. I'm trying to resist Trump. I okay. put that song on my uh, um, ringtone. Okay. F Donald Trump. Right. Man, n- nobody told me that the first time I'd be taking my kid to school. Just when the principal opened the door to let him out, da Donald Trump, da Donald Trump. <laughs> and I'm trying to get this thing off my, uh, you know, uh, turn the ringer off, but it's, it's coming through my speakers in my, my car. Ooh, I got good speakers. I didn't know how good my speakers are. Everybody from <laughs> from here to Dallas is hearing me. And, uh, that, but the sad thing is, I felt on one hand, the principal of the, of the preschool is a brother. So he huh. was like, yeah, you know, he's singing along with me. Yeah. <laughs> But he don't work there no more. Uh <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think it's probably my fault. Um so fight the resistance, but don't do that. You know, I did that the other day in and out with my mama and in Costco, I'm not bragging, that's where we were. Okay. And it came on again and uh she was at the optometrist and uh they didn't do her prescription right. Uh, that, must have been Trump, that must have been a Trump voter. <laughs> she can't see yet. She, she looks like Mr. Magoo. Uh, so, so so, don't fight the resistance that way. Find a different way, but, but stay out the, don't get the mumble rappers to, to to curse out the president for
0: you. Yeah, man, because I think Sheriff Joe is working at Target now. So <laughs> <laughs> might want to be careful. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of Trump, um, 2017 was a very, very, uh, depending on your viewpoint, very horrible or very great year. Uh, For Donald Trump, Uh, not so great for Confifi or Uh, Confefe. Donald Trump in a year has managed to. uh, Well, I'll I'll give him some credit. We're not in nuclear war yet. okay. Um, so I guess that's a win. Um, We're getting there. The tweet that he made last night was absolutely great. Uh, about button size and his button actually working. Uh, I was like, yeah. oh, "That was actually kind of funny." I got to
1: give him. I got credit
0: for that. If if there wasn't a nuclear war on the brink <laughs> before then, that's, that's, that's a guarantee. You,
1: you so, know, I don't know. I couldn't. You know, and I don't know. Nobody's been more upset about about, about Trump than I have. But I figured out a way to sort of get Trump pa- get past Trump, and here's why. I look at Trump, and every time he says something like that, you know what I say? Oh, Grandpa. Oh, grandpa! See, when my, my, exactly. My grandpa got you know his late '80s and got a little older, you know, just before he passed on. He he wasn't exactly you know on the top of his mental game, right? Okay. And so my 80 year old grandpa would sort of shuffle around and go, "Here I am, Shelby boy, 155 pounds of floating joy." He thought he was a boxer, all okay. right. And we, you know, we did we hear we said that. We laughed. We said, Oh, grandpa. And we didn't, we didn't lose our minds. We didn't put up our hands, try to, you know, make sure we got the first blow in. We understood he was getting a little older. And that's how Trump is. Because here's the thing about this. People say, Oh, Trump's going to cause nuclear war. You think they told that fool what the button is? The real button? He <laughs> punching that big bark button. You get a target, right? <laughs> they ain't tell that fool what the right button was. Mm-hmm. Think about it. To put, the, to understand the way I didn't understand it is: to, to even launch the codes, you got to have like that long alphanumeric number that is not kofife right? Okay. It's got some numbers in it and some undersign and and you know and and the Batman symbol on it. You know, he ain't not gonna be able to find that that, that card. They're gonna have to do it for. him. <laughs> I don't know if you ever seen him trying to sign a bill. He can't remember what part of the bill to sign. He, he, they're gonna be all right. So I'm not so worried about Trump anymore. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna be all oh, grandpa.
0: Well, you know. I wish I shared that same serenity (laughs) Um, with me. You know, I've learned to accept it. Um, It's it's kind of the first step you have to get out of denial. And, and and so now what I focus on is the other aspects of America, which I appreciate and love in the hopes that these next three years will move by very quickly. Um, Donald Trump, you know, it for, as far as his tweets go, um, he had a tweet the other day that was a little disturbing to me. And I think he was trying to go at uh, the leader of Iran. And he was talking about how the people of Iran are kneeling or, or kneeling and protesting in the street against the policies of the Iranian. government. <laughs> that, that, tells you that there's a change that needs to be made, something to that effect. And I'm thinking to myself, it takes a certain caliber of boldness. To- right. Convict the people in America who are doing the same thing that you're praising for another country. Just the hypocrisy of the statement alone is hilarious. So any oh, any listeners gra- oh, that we have in in Iran or uh, uh, Botswana, if you're there, um, just just know that uh, all Americans don't support Trump, um, and we aren't always uh, informed of what he's going to tweet. We 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 find out what you do.
1: So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you man all last year my wife and I played the what the hell did he tweet right now game right. Right? every morning we wake up look at each other and it's like your turn and then one of us look at the phone and go oh damn <laughs> And I was like, man, I'm not going to wake up every morning yelling, <laughs> yelling expletives into my cell phone every morning. That fool just going to have to tweet what he tweets. And, and, and I got to trust that the world will still be here. Or, by the way, sometimes I think it would be better if it's not. Right? I don't even
0: care. <laughs> well, you know, with our luck. It will be over for everybody except for Kim Jong Un <laughs> and Donald Trump. And that's the showdown have been waiting for. I've been trying to get Don King to get out of retirement, come back, and just organize a fight, man. Like get them boxing gloves, let them go in the ring, let them do what they have to do. I'm I'm totally convinced that neither Kim Jong Un or Donald Trump have any real black friends outside of Dennis Rodman, uh, right. <laughs> because. because there's a point where it's like we've been talking, you know, everybody's been talking back and forth about what they might do, and what they would do. And you better not cross this line or I'm going to do this. And the lines have been crossed so many times at this point in, over the past year that maybe it's just my naivete, but I just don't believe it's going to happen. Like, I I feel like if, if something was going to happen, it would have. It's kind of like when people talk about. The race war. Are you prepared for the race war? The race war when everything. Comes. <laughs> like, okay, so Trayvon Martin, Mike Brown, uh, all the way back to Emmett Till, and we still haven't gotten there quite yet, have we? I
1: just I'm don't telling understand. you, you're absolutely right. You no, know, so with Trump, it's like unless they get some black girl named Keisha to come out there and say, Who hit my hand? You know, whoever hit my hand is the baddest, they're not gonna fight. Um Yeah. You're right. I'm not worried about
0: him. And he's too busy fighting people in his own administration. I mean, the <laughs> one thing I do approve for Trump, I don't approve much. And hear me closely, America. I will give Trump credit for this one thing and this one thing only. Trump did a great job with the Omarosa situation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's just spend a second to explain this. This would be good for, for, for our waitlist. There's the three we got left. This is what you do. When somebody is, 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 is an embarrassment to the tribe. All right. No black person in America mourned Omarosa's departure. And we, we heard, even though I'm not sure it's true, that she got dragged out. We laughed on TV. We 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 laughed on T V, what we even like behind closed doors. That's a good lesson. So when Kellyanne Conway get fired, right, don't y'all be sitting around there all crying, Oh my god, it was a woman of sexism. No no no. It's I I don't know about you, but I think Jesse, you agree with me. Right? If if you black but you do a amarosa, I don't care if he called her the N word. <laughs> I say it this way if if the clan came to burn down her house I would get my best thread count sheets <laughs> out and go help them All right I have no love at all for <laughs> she is not Amarosa Parks to me All right Well
0: I'll say this I think that um it's telling when distinguished classy women like Robin Roberts uh, <laughs> Sidestep their distinguishment in their class to say. Yes, yeah, so she said she has a story to tell, and I'm sure she'll be selling that story. We'll see. Well, yeah, she will. I'm fully sure. And 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 this is the other thing. Like, I I try not to read into these things, but because I'm analytical, I just have to go in. If you were going to Good Morning America with a message for the American people, and it's based on anything somewhat related to politics. Is Michael Strahan the person that you're going to say? I'm not trying to discredit Michael Strahan. I appreciate what you do. Watch every Sunday. Great job. I'm glad you got all that money. Keep it going. But George Stephanopoulos is like right there. Like you, you avoided the guy that was going to have the ammunition to ask you the questions that you knew you deserved to be asked. You avoided. Even Robin Roberts would have took you to task. So you went to Michael Strahan, who he just trying to get through the interview, and you, right. still didn't, you, still didn't kill it. you still didn't kill it. And I'm like, okay. At some point, then on top of that, the funniest thing she said: "I wasn't escorted out. I went out. They had changed the card, but I went. I wasn't escorted out. And I don't know if you saw, but um, Chief of Staff Kelly." Uh, I'm sorry, somebody associated with Chief of Staff Kelly leaked the security footage of her being escorted (laughs) out in 2017. Uh, And so now we know everything that she was talking about was absolute crap. Um,
1: Oh, no, but I wanted to see her getting drug out, all right? (laughs) Like she was being evicted, all right? And she knew she paid her rent. I mean, I want to see her (laughs) <laughs> I got no love. And by the way, I didn't even, like, before the coon started, I didn't even like her on The Apprentice. I was embarrassed when she was on The Apprentice. She, and she was just, you know,
0: fighting white people then. She stabbed Kwame in the back. Shout out to Kwame. That's what I'm talking so <laughs> well, about. It was
1: already black on black crime.
0: What happened to Solidarity? <laughs> <laughs> she was on the grassy nose. I don't know. So uh, anyway, so Omarosa is gone. Um, You know, people were polling uh, African-Americans at that point to say, Black America, uh, do you feel any kind of way now that Trump no longer has that direct, immediate voice into the Black community? And one of the funniest things that happened after Omarosa was ousted was there was an internal struggle between the Trump administration and black conservatives. Black conservatives were on a panel on CNN, arguing amongst themselves about who's a sellout and who isn't. With Paris <laughs> Denard receiving the longest shot for a sellout, sellout. And Paris Denard, I don't know if you all have seen him, if, if you ever get a chance to, please record it. Anytime that somebody calls him a sellout, he turns in the huff and puff king and starts talking about all kinds of irrelevant stuff that just makes the situation sad but funny. That President Trump has not done enough and I'm ashamed
1: that you as an African American Paris will not say that. Well Keith, I don't need you to try to pull my black card. I am well aware of my blackness and don't need you to try to classify me as being
0: one. I understand what racism is. Are you? Is. I, Keith, don't go there. Do not go there. I know what it means to be a black man in this country. I know. And I experience racism on a a regular basis by being a Trump supporter and by being a proud American who happens to be a Republican. I get racist. I get racist. I get racist comments about my family, about my mother, about my girlfriend, about my character. So now in the year we have we're talking about Trump. I'm going to uh, go into a rivalry that he had with another Pivotal figure in 2017 <laughs> and that would be none other than Big Baller brand LeVar Ball. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Here to explain that is LeVar
1: Ball. Woo. Yeah. How you doing, Colin? Me? I'm doing incredible. <laughs> I got one son in the NBA. And two on the way. I'm like Earl Woods, Joe Jackson, and Dina Lohan all rolled into one. <laughs> Never lost.
0: Yeah. Well, you certainly like
1: to promote yourself. Like, this week, you said that you could beat Michael Jordan in basketball with one arm tied behind your back. you damn right. <laughs> While wearing a beekeeper suit and hamburger helper gloves. <laughs> <laughs> you know now we both talk about this you know we both have a lot of love for the brother first of all rooting for everybody black all right so that's that's already the the first criteria second of all you know the fact that the brother loves his sons. absolutely you know i I can't i can't be mad at a brother who thinks his sons are wonderful i think my 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 sons are wonderful too all right that's what you're supposed to do that's just you know that's what you're supposed to do as a man so i I respect that the thing i only problem i got with him is You gotta teach your boys a little better lesson than he taught the second boy. The second boy took his black butt to China Uh and tried to steal some Louis Vuitton glasses. Now look, if you're black, you don't even go to Chinatown and try to steal some stuff, all right? You don't even go to the Magic Walk restaurant and try to get you an extra, you know, extra egg roll. They gonna catch you. Uh You can't go to a country that got four black people in it. All right. And they all play for the, you know, the, the CBA, the Chinese Basketball Association right. and think you going to get away with stealing from stuff. I, I don't know how they thought, you know, you go there, you don't do anything wrong. <laughs> All right, and and you ain't treat your son better than that. He gonna try to go to China because remember, I don't know about you, but I got caught out there on social media. I was like, the boys didn't do it. <laughs> angelo couldn't possibly done it. No black man would do nothing that stupid. Every black man, no, you don't go to China if you think he did it. You racist. Right, right. You racist for even thinking a black man would do it. You saw that, and two hours later, I had to apologize. He said he did it. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize since 1974, <laughs> and I gotta apologize again for this fool. Make me look stupid. Uh, all the balls. So, well, Liangelo, I
0: think, is uh, you know, I don't want to knock him, but he's probably the least talented out of the three. And uh-huh. I feel like there come some um, cries for help embedded in that. I think that uh, <laughs> he really, really wants him to go to the NBA and be this great basketball player. And I think. D'Angelo just wants to be a kid, maybe even wants to be a petty thief, but he's failing that too. And, and, you know, it just amazes me. I mean, obviously, the boy doesn't do a lot of reading or watching CNN, but it just amazes me. Like, if if you are unfamiliar with China's record on human rights, (laughs) uh, you might want to get familiar with it because that is just not the place that you want to be stealing stuff. Furthermore, he obviously has never seen an episode of Locked Up Abroad. Um, he he <laughs> obviously doesn't understand. And I was a little confused because I'm like, you know, these these are really fancy sunglasses that I'm sure are available in the uh, Los Angeles area where he's from. And I'm sure carry a much smaller penalty than any penalties that China might impose. The, the
1: other oh, thing... And his brother just signed a thirty two million dollar contract. If your brother I'm not saying your brother will give you all his money, but he might give you some money to buy some damn sunglasses like if your brother get thirty two million dollars, I'd hope he'd give you you know two hundred dollars to go buy some sunglasses right.
0: <laughs> and then the other thing that hurt me about him was, and maybe this is just me being a lawyer, but that press conference was very sloppy done. <laughs> I, I feel like even hardened criminals. Who are caught on videotape committing a crime have the common decency to at least at a press conference deny the allegations or don't say <laughs> <laughs> he's there like yeah i'm sorry for stealing <laughs> i'm sorry for stealing the sunglasses it was wrong and i shouldn't have done that <laughs> that's why i don't care i'm like they're not gonna come back and get you you can say anything you wanted to i'm sorry for stealing the sunglasses from Macy's in Shanghai. Um, you know, I apologize for the shame that I have brought the UCLA program. Am I done? <laughs> Am I done? What do you feel about it? I feel bad. <laughs> what do, you think, do you think you should apologize to Never. President Trump? I apologize to President Trump and I thank President Trump. <laughs>
1: Oh man, he was saying He wasn't just thinking of Trumps. He, he was thinking, you know, Ivanka and Melania, the little boy Baron Trump, you know, the stupid Trump, the, the, the daughter, that they don't ever talk to Tiffany. It just—I mean—he was just embarrassing us. And like I said, you know, I put my my my, my credibility on the line. And, and 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 I got on the plane. and I was like, Sean, why don't you wait till the verdict come until they come back? And I know the brother. Because here's what I thought: even if they didn't do, I thought they would do what you said, right? it's like even think about it. you I, I don't know about you but if i was in a country and now i'm back here in the u.s and they don't have their, no chinese police running around the streets right. of UCLA, right i would say i didn't do it all right i'm gonna be like you know damn it's racism is racism in china is racism. i can't even now go to the magic walk in the restaurant anymore is racism you know i'm not getting number two i'm not going to pf chang's anymore because it's racist you know i would have played all that you know like didn't anybody did daddy teach him nothing don't steal from the Chinese and if you do and lie don't about do it. Press
0: conferences, man. Like, I'm sure the school was like, <laughs> we set up this press conference for you to acknowledge your guilt. And you could be like, no, nah, I got constitutional rights. I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. No, nope. Fifth Amendment. I'm not doing that. They're gonna kick you off the team either way. So there's no point in and please to what's going on when it just doesn't make sense. Now my question is, did he get to keep the sunglasses? tell me he at least got to keep the sunglasses all this that he put us through tell me he at least got to keep the sunglasses if not then it's really
1: stupid (laughs) that might have been the low part the low point of I'm trying to figure out if if that was him or Kevin Hart was a low part <laughs> the low point of 2017 it
0: might be Kevin. No, no, Kevin Hart's low point is still a high point though. <laughs> 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 so, for those who may not be aware, uh, if you've been living in Iraq or playing professional basketball in Lithuania, um, Kevin Kevin Hart <laughs> uh, was uh, apparently he was filmed uh, in a video with some woman who was not his rib, perhaps she was his femur or his tibia. And um, (laughs) he was filmed in the room and the woman tried to extort him. Now, the issue that I've brought up and it's been brought up on other social media mediums or whatnot, but it's really clear. She overshot. Like if if she had asked for (laughs) any reasonable amount, if she had asked for 500,000, a million, something like that. She probably would have got paid, but she came out the gate asking for a multi-million dollar settlement. Then I had this come out. And of course, once you press somebody against the wall like that, he's got to make some decisions and he's thinking, uh, my wife's probably not leaving me. <laughs> I got hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm pretty good right now. Let me just cop to this.
1: Uh, yeah, that was me. I did it.
0: I ain't <laughs> I
1: just took away her whole life. You know, I gotta tell, I gotta keep giving her a lot of right. credit there, right? If I ever, ever get caught with a sex tape and a stripper, because that can happen, you know, I don't know about you, but the, the, the legal humor <laughs> <laughs> on a brother. Every time I do a seminar, I had, to, I had to have, what, 50, 60 people in the audience last week in New Jersey. They were all up on a brother trying <laughs> to get a sex tape. So I understand this dilemma. <laughs> But 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 my but but my theory is yeah you you can't and I think that was actually an interesting thing we all learned, which is, you know, if you overshoot, right? You know, when you gotta ask for a lot, you gotta right. go big or go home. But she had to go home. She went right. big and home. So you can't go too big, go a little big or go home. But but otherwise right. you're going home anyway. You, you, you keep your extortion in the high five high six figures, low seven and she figures.
0: It still would have been good. Who wouldn't be happy with a five hundred thousand dollar payout? Like she would have been straight. Kevin Hart is made. He probably going to make 500,000 before we finish this podcast tonight. Like <laughs> Absolutely. But I mean, people are overshooting, speaking of overshooting. Um, Tavis Smiley. Uh <laughs> so so uh Tavis Smiley, of course, he gets caught up in the Me Too movement. Um, he was accused of uh, having sexual relationships with employees and in his defense, He presented in interviews, multiple interviews, uh, his version of what he feels happens. Uh, I won't bore you with the details, but the most interesting part of it being that apparently he feels like there are so many Americans who meet their significant others and fall in love in the workplace. And everything we did was consensual. Uh, The allegations are obtuse. Absolutely. Um, I have
1: never groped, I have never coerced, I have never exposed myself inappropriately to anyone in 30 years, over six different networks, and there's never been any allegation of that. Um, I celebrate and applaud these women who've had the courage to come out and to tell their truth and lead us in a conversation about how to create healthy workspaces. Um, and I've had some of those women on my program, in fact. Mm-hmm.
0: At the same time, I wanna make sure that we don't lose all sense of nuance and proportionality in this conversation, because if we do, then people end up being guilty simply by accusation.
1: I I don't care if he had Cornell West's vocabulary or even the Cornell University's vocabulary. Here's what I do know. When you told me this, when you first said that we we're going to talk about Tavis. I'm like, OK, he he want to do a, a, rec- a recap of 1992. Right, right. Because this is the last time this was supposed to happen was 1992. I, I've been to the seminar. I've done the training. All right. You simply can't sleep with people that have your name written on a <laughs> check. All right. Anywhere on the check, particularly on the signing line, you can't sleep with your employees. I don't know why Tavis never got that memo. Does it, 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 he think that, you know, black law is different? Right. <laughs> that maybe Obama came in and he was going to change the, the law for black brothers. And you could—you can't sleep with your assistants. I don't care if they tell you they like you. Because here's the bottom line is sometimes when you work for people and you sign a paycheck, they tell you right. things you want to hear. So you right. can keep signing that paycheck. So it's just a simple rule. All right. If you, if you sign signed a paycheck, you can't, if they, if they come to you and call you boss. All right. And it's, and, it, well, and it's not right. dark. All right. Then you know, right? <laughs> well, you're not a cop. All right. Then you know that it's, it, that you can't sleep with them. And I don't know what Tavis, Ricky Ticky Tavis <laughs> was thinking about. Other than the fact that here's what I love about it is all these other white guys got, just got caught and you know, except for Kevin Spacey. Right. They just right. walked away. All right, without saying much, all right, just like, you know, kind of embarrassed. But Tavis is like, no, I'm going to fight it. <laughs> now, now, if he couldn't save Al Franken, all right, um, what's to do from, from Matt Lauer, all right, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Tavis, you on PBS. You ain't on real TV. <laughs> I don't even need a cable box to get you. Right. I can get you on the air, all right? You know you can. <laughs> How are you on, you on regular PBS? Are you on there with Ernie and Bert next? How in the world are you going to beat the Chargers?
0: I was rooting for Tavis because I grew up on Tavis. He beat everybody um, black. Be I, um, <laughs> I, I trusted him when he made his covenant with Black America. And I feel like this is a severe departure from the covenant. I, I feel like this is a. This is not the direction I expected to have his to be going in. I don't know why I'm so surprised. I guess, you know what it is? It's be, it's what you said, it's being on PBS. I, I, I guess I just feel like right. PBS provides an air <laughs> of sincerity and, and truth and, and honesty. And now Charlie Rose and and Tab Smithly have, have tarnished the brand. So now every time my son watches Sesame Street, I'm wondering what is Snuffleupagus doing when he walks away from Big Bird? Who is he with? Does she work for him?
1: Man, I don't <laughs> trust any man. I mean, I don't trust <laughs> Bert or Ernie. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: So it's it's just it's a mess all the way around. We've got. I mean, you brought up Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. I don't know what he's thinking. So he decides in 2017 that now that I'm discovered as being a molester, I need to come out here and also announce that I am homosexual as if that is, this is the time and place for this announcement to come out. Um, And and it's already, you know, it's bad because a lot of homosexual brothers and sisters shout out to y'all if y'all listen to the podcast, They already have to deal with some of these preconceived notions about, are you a molester? People, for some reason, can't differentiate molesters from people who just happen to be consensual homosexual adults. People can't can't figure it out. I don't know why, but it's the hardest thing. So here's Kevin Spacey staring up the pot to (laughs) confuse confusion again, just to say... Well, yeah, I did it, but if I did it, it's because I'm gay. So you're supposed to protect me because that's you know my decision on how I want to live my life. No, you molest the kids. Like that's a different. It's a huge difference.
1: <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. Kevin. Kevin didn't say that. Kevin said, "This is what I love about it. I, I could have done it. I might have done it. I'm not sure. I don't remember." I I'm like, wrong. "No, you're supposed to remember that. You're, supposed, you're supposed to remember everything." I don't care how much alcohol you have. You supposed right. to remember if you try to molest a kid or that's coming five, <laughs> five moments of the year. Or I, you know, like the fact that you like, oh yeah, you know, anything. I'm like, what right. do you do otherwise? That what, what was in your mind that, that took more precedence over that? Right. Like what do you, you know, I'm like, man, you, you, you're a monster. We got to get rid of you. So I'm not, I have no sympathy for, for any, I've really not a lot of sympathy for all of them only because like the guys who got caught with the workplace right. stuff, like Matt Lauer. I'm like, man. You eight million women in New York City, you couldn't have found one woman that didn't work for NBC. <laughs> Why don't you go to CBS? Why don't you go to Fox? They appreciate that at Fox. You could have got a rally over there. You gonna go to the one sleep, try to sleep with the forty women you can't sleep with, and then you know be on TV crying or you. I mean, didn't even go TV. sound a press car, uh, uh, a, a, a press statement, and I'm like, you know what? No, 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 no. For that kind of mess up, you need to get on TV. Your wife won't have to stand behind you. I need to see the, the ignominy there. You can't just, you know, walk away. Actually, yeah. Tavis probably should have just walked away too. At least he let's you know, think about it. He was on there just embarrassing everybody. Oh my gosh. And you know he wasn't gonna have no, a lot of black support, you know, because he wasn't always on Obama's side. So he had a lot of resentment, well, you, know, you know, from know, that I'm, already I'm, built up. I'm, 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 look, look, look. Oh. <laughs> now well, speaking of fight, speaking of fighting, though, we got to get okay. you. Mayweather McGregor. And. and the big, exactly the big 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 um rumble in the where were they Vegas Uh rumble in the desert um or or as I like to call it you know the, the great white hype, hype 2017 man I lost my mind when I saw this because I don't remember this but right before the fight the week of the fight the okay. odds were for Mayweather but ten out of every eleven bets hmm. were for McGregor. Now, 10 out of every, by small amounts, but 10 out of every 11 people who bet said, you know what, I'm going to take the guy who's never done this before against the best guy who's ever done it, and that's going to be a good bet for me. I think when you put your money down for McGregor, they should have taken <laughs> your right to vote. You to give up your voter ID card, goddammit. That's the dumbest bet. Of well, all I mean,
0: time. McGregor sells it. You know, he, he comes out, he's like, I'm Conor McGregor, and I love the to fights. <laughs> so he, he sells it, and, and I think he was talking trash. And him and Floyd Mayweather, they may like, this is what I think happened. And this is just my opinion. Floyd Mayweather, you know, we're tight ever since we hung out in New York. Shout out to you. But, uh, but, um, <laughs> What I think happened is I really think Floyd and Conor McGregor looked at their careers and everything that they accomplished. And they sat down one day on the phone and said, you know what? We've lived good lives. Let's go out with a bang. Let's give the people what they want. Let's get all the money that we can possibly get. Let's drive up all the viewership we can possibly drive up. It's not like Manny Pacquiao was coming back for another one. And we're just going to go ahead and ride off in the sunset right. and be rich. And Conor McGregor was like, but I'm not a boxer. And Floyd said, don't worry about that. Let me deal with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me deal with that.
1: Just be there. Because <laughs> I definitely gonna get in that ring and start kicking people. So, yeah, we're going to have to do this. And, and, and I ain't mad at Floyd. Like right? 220 million for a day. I had my best day in contiguous education, uh, last week. And, uh, let's take a couple of, uh, zeros <laughs> off 220 million that Floyd had. Uh, let's take basically all the zeros off, right? I, I got one or two zeros at the end. And, and I'm just looking at it like, you know, I, I ain't mad. You know, like I said, I'm rooting right. for everybody black. So get all the money you can. All right. But on the other hand, if you but the rest of us didn't get the gambling money. like Floyd didn't get any gambling money. So don't be stupid with your gambling money, because I gotta worry about you when you look at that fight and think, ooh, McGregor can win. Then I know um I ain't gonna stand a chance um at the in, in the employment line. If you look at McGregor and think he can whoop Floyd, you definitely ain't gonna think I can well, whip Jimmy Joe with a One
0: degree. of the things that impressed me about Floyd Mayweather is he has exposed my knowledge of Clothing brands, jewelry brands that I didn't even know existed. And they pay him to sponsor. So I was thinking, you know, what is Hublot? Hublot, Hublot. And then somebody told me, no, it's Hublot. And I was like, oh, that's what Jay Z was talking about. And they're like, yeah, they make watches, all this stuff. So I was like, Hublot. And Hublot apparently makes the shorts that Floyd Mayweather was boxing in. They pay him to wear that stuff. So I'm like, man, what do I have to do for Hublot? Anybody working for Hublot, any representatives? Hublot, if you're listening, you know, I ain't even going to ask you for a watch. I'll just ask for the money. Like, I'll buy a watch. <laughs> but pay me, sponsor the show. Um, we'll be more than happy to, to promote your products. I don't really know everything you sell, but I will if you're going to sponsor me. And we'll promote whatever you need. Just, you know, cut a check, you know. I, I'm I'm easy to please. Fifty thousand, seventy five thousand, somewhere in there. If you cut that,
1: I'm good with it. Um. Hey, I forget that <laughs> you go listen. I'm gonna undercut him. I would do it for what Diamond and Pearl did. The, the diamond whole, and Silk. The, the Diamond was the Diamond and Silk. Diamond. What they did. I mean, so we did the whole Trump campaign. What was it, fourteen grand? I do it for fourteen grand, <laughs> dollars,
0: right. and
1: a pass. <laughs> <laughs> I do it for Monopoly money and 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 and, and, and Ford Mayweather uh, shorts. Um, but no, I mean it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Speaking of sports, we got got to get we got to, give, we got to hurry up, we got to move the cap. Um, you know big year for colin Kaepernick the n f l Trump got involved. We talked about this a lot. any th- thoughts for you for what's gonna happen in two thousand and eighteen with the as far as our brother's gonna start standing again are they gonna start doing snow angels a' hey, on fifty yard line you know what's gonna happen is next year
0: officially over um <laughs> we did not succeed in achieving any of the results that we were seeking uh <laughs> but some <laughs> of the players did experience a good payout for i guess whatever. Community-related project they wanted to do. Not sure how we got on community-related projects, um, but you know it is what it is. It's it's the classic example of what happens anytime Black people complain about a condition in this country. We get mad. We say we're gonna do something, but we keep on working and we keep on working, and and people just forget. Right. <laughs> like, we've been sitting here arguing for reparations since 1863, and they're like, "Oh, that's right, y'all did want reparations." I'll let me in a hundred years. You know, what I'm saying? I promise I got
1: you. Just keep working there. But see, I understand. This is what I don't get about that. I understand how this wouldn't work okay. if you tried it in, say the NHL, right? I get that. Right? You, you know, you try it right. for, for the Olympic Ski m- Committee, but there were brothers all up in the NFL. Like, if you, we can't get you know that kind of at least get Cap his job back in a, in a field that has majority blacks, right? Then this ain't investment banking. Right. you know, this is, you know, if we can't get any any justice in, in right. an industry where we run everything, right? And I'm just like, you know, brothers really kind of let me down on this one. They could have, they could have done better than this. And I, no one had to, no one had to, you know, boycott. They just had to, they had to say, you know, I, I, give me, I give me my. I wanted cap back. a step
0: further. I wanted a boycott. I, I wanted them to right, not. Play. Want? I every? wanted every black player <laughs> to say, if Cap's not playing, okay, I'm not playing. And I promise you guys, you wouldn't have been out of work for more than two weeks. I promise you. Because you guys are needed. They would have sued you for breach of contract. They would have had to sue all of you. But guess what? The attorney who's going to handle those lawsuits is going to make a lot of money. And he's not going to be in a rush to settle them because he's going to bill by the hour. So if all of you had decided, hey, I'm not playing, period, there would be no NFL season and changes would be made. What I was confused about is when I tuned in that first week to see what was going to happen and when I tuned in and I saw people doing warm ups with their full pads and everything on and catching footballs and I was like okay well they're just hyping me up cuz when when the when, when the anthem plays they're going <laughs> to meet and then they're going to walk off and it's going to be great and sure enough they anthem played some of them need some of them stood in the tunnel whatever the case may be, and lo and behold, they were there flipping the coin with the ref, and they lined up and they played. And that's when I knew, A, my boycott of this sport means nothing anymore because the people with the most power to do something about it decided that they're not going to do it. Right. So what's the point? B, um, you know, I feel like the time has come for minority ownership, for somebody to have a voice in the seat at the table, And out of all the people that I was thinking about on my mind who were in a position to do this, there was no name that came up higher than P. Diddy, Brother Love, Puff Daddy, Sean Combs. Uh, He is the savior. Um, So so for those who don't know, the Carolina Panthers uh, are owned by Jerry Richardson uh, for now. And apparently he got caught up with allegations of, uh sexual harassment, of course, he's violating people in the Me Too crowd, as well as uh allegations of him hurling racial epithets at black employees of the Panthers. Which which anybody who lives in North or South Carolina and who is an avid Panther fan like myself, eh, we kinda expected that. <laughs> kind of expected that. Um <laughs> and so uh, anyways, he decided that he was going to sell the team and one of the most interested people uh, advertised their interest on social media, and that was Sean P. Diddy Combs. Well, I need to send a message out to everybody in the beautiful state of North Carolina. Um, I will be the best NFL owner that you can imagine. I will immediately address the Colin Kaepernick situation. And put him in the running for next year's starting quarterback. It's just competition, baby. It's just competition. But also, I will have the best halftime show, the best selection of music, and we will win. Um, he you know called the team the North Carolina Panthers, which as a person from North Carolina, I appreciate that, but that's not the name of the team. It's actually a team shared <laughs> by two states, so it's just Carolina Panthers. I'm sure the South Carolina people will not like that. And you already have a strike against you if you're on the team that's shared by South Carolina because you don't look how owners should look according to South Carolina standards. So so (laughs) just putting that out there for correction purposes. Um, But I I certainly hope that he, Steph Curry, and surprisingly Colin Kaepernick in a bit of poetic justice, uh, I hope that they are able to put the network they need together to buy the team. I think that that would do wonders for Cam Newton, so that he doesn't have to continue being post-racial, and he can go back to being the quarterback he was. Um, and uh, shout out to Cam Newton. And uh, and I also hope that um, the NFL learns that you can't blackball a black player just because he's using the platform to ev- to to voice an opinion about an issue that's really pertinent to the black community that is watching the games. I think it is poetic justice for Colin Kaepernick to come in, even if it's minority ownership, to come in in an ownership capacity so that they will be forced to see him at all the owners' meetings and deal with the fact that they tried to get over on him and he won. I think that's perfect. So we talked before about rooting for everybody black. That was a chant made famous by the lovely and talented Miss Issa Ray who has been winning in 2017 with her HBO special Insecure. Uh, I am a big Issa Rae fan. I've been an Issa Rae fan for many, many years, ever since she had the Awkward Black Girl series on YouTube. Uh, At one point, I actually tried to make my own YouTube series with some friends of mine. Those people are no longer friends of mine, unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, uh, That's how those things work. But anyway, (laughs) uh, I'm glad. Shout out to Issa for making it. Issa Ray, if you, you know, need an extra or somebody just come in. Uh maybe perhaps even a love interest on the show. Um, you know, I'm available. Just have your people call my people. And (laughs) I
1: will be. Well let me let me ask you this though. Let me ask you this. When she came out with, you know, I room for everybody black and, and white people were like cutching pearls. Like, oh my, <laughs> did not everybody know that's the rule? That all black people root for everybody black? I thought that was in the rule book somewhere. It is in the rule
0: book. It's actually page one right behind putting money on free parking for Monopoly. It's actually like
1: in the rule book. You know, I learned that growing up. It's like the first lesson you learn,
0: Right. right. And you know what it is, though? I think that culturally... Some people, you know, what's that saying? If if you've been privileged for so long, then equality feels like something, you know, something profound. Right, right, right. I think they don't always see that Oscar nominees and Oscar winners tend to be white, Emmy winners, white, Grammy winners, except for certain small categories, white. We don't get no Black Country Music Award winners. Like, it's not going to be anybody. So for us- right we know that we've been put at such a severe disadvantage compared to mainstream society, that it's a blessing to even see a member of our ranks, make it into that echelon. And we're proud that the person's even sitting in the, in the auditorium, but to get called up, like I'll never forget. I think it was the golden globes when Donald Glover got called up as the winner. And I was like, wow, he did a black show on the network, ATL, love the show. Shout out Donald, Um Charles Gambino, whatever he's going by these days. But <laughs> Donald Glover, he, he, made, he made a great show, very pivotal, discusses black issues in a very comical way. And he won an award, which is recognition of the efforts that he's putting out to put a voice to the stories that we live every day that nobody else cared about. So yeah, for us... We do root for everybody black, and you know, people can't get bit out of shape because oftentimes it's only going to be five black people in that room. So we're
1: rooting for five people compared fact, to the 250. Well, you see, you made it all intellectual. Here's how I look at it, right? I'm trying to figure out if, you know, like I said, if I turn on TV and there's two college football teams playing, and I didn't go to one of those schools, all right, mm-hmm. how do I pick who to root for? i tell you how. You count the black people up, one side, the other, <laughs> and you go with them. All right, five points for a black quarterback. A black coach is twenty points, and you 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 sell it that way. I don't have any other basis which to choose these things, so I'ma choose this. And you know, you think I'm bad. My father is 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 the worst. I learned from him, and I'd be coming in the room and I'd be like, "Dad, who you rooting for? Watch a boxing match." You be like, "The black one." I'm like, "Dad, they both black." You're <laughs> like, I'm, "I'm I'm rooting for the darker one." I'm like, "Really? That's how you picked it out?" He's picking out, <laughs> you know, if they say black, he'll juice credit rating, the one with the worst credit, whatever it is. Or he gonna find black. And, 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 for us, it's like, it's simple. You know, some people get offended by this, but I'm like, look, I'm not choosing employees this way. I'm not choosing people to do business with, with this way. I'm choosing right. someone to root for over an hour, over an hour or, you know, or three hour telecast that I'm never gonna see again. I gotta figure out some way to do it. All right, right? <laughs> it's a coin flip, and this is you know a more reliable coin. I always have a coin on me. Sometimes I'm broke, but I know I got some black on me. So I look and see who got the most black on them, and I root for them. And and, and also, you know, on a more serious note, you're damn right. I'm, I'm I'm hoping for you know, like you said, for the reasons you talk about, the, the underdog, people who you know have been slighted for so long, to get them just a little bit of peace right, right? Uh, of the pie. And and white people should root for us too because we appreciate. Uh, Academy Award. Give Meryl Streep her 38th Oscar. And right. think she going care. She might not show. Uh,
0: <laughs> Meryl couldn't be here tonight, but we will accept this on her behalf.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. But let yeah. Tiffany Haddish Win not not even a uh, uh, not even a you know a Oscar you know let let let, let her win you know People's Choice Award you know a, a Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Award she'd be there three weeks early <laughs> to get her to get her Nickelodeon Award. <laughs> hey,
0: somebody winning in, seven, in twenty seventeen, Tiffany Haddish, congratulations! Shout out to you, Tiffany Haddish is out here collecting the SNL check, Girls Trip check, the Deaf Comedy Jam twenty fifth reunion check. Tiffany Haddish out here winning, and I think this is a lesson, a life lesson, to the brothers out here. We gotta get our thing together, like we we gotta get it together, because <laughs> Issa Rae winning, Tiffany Haddish winning, and we sit
1: here still trying to figure it out. We gotta no. get this thing together. No, no we, we fine. She said all of our winnings went to Kevin Hart. <laughs>
0: And, we got and just The
1: Rock Johnson, half of them. Thank didn't. you, thank you. Exactly. We, exactly. We, we, got, we got as many parts as they do. It's just that they get all the parts, right? Because so. <laughs> I think The Rock was on this podcast last week when we were out. Rock could do anything. He, 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 he
0: but The Rock is cooking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: rockman be cooking for everybody because he got he got all he got all the real money.
0: Yeah, man, he got he got major money. He got the money that you can make fun of Tyrese's new album money.
1: Like he got he oh, got. Please, the- you and I can make fun of Tyrese. <laughs> this is all I got. This is all I got. Don't take my baby, okay? I've been. I've been away from my baby for two months. <laughs> I just want my baby. I just want my baby and no one's
0: listening because no one's in the courtroom. I'm not doing anything illegal. I'm not doing anything illegal, but I don't want nobody.
1: Oh my God, am I doing something illegal by doing this video or is this, am I protected by the the, the first right amendment or the amendment? Don't take my baby. I'm at thirteen thousand dollars a month. What more do you want from me? <laughs> Tyrese, if you out there, brother, uh, you need to cancel your cell phone. All right, whatever provider you use and they ain't doing you no favors, brother. You need to go dark for a while. <laughs> what more do you want from me? <laughs> I don't want you to suffer like a real man does in privacy and alone and die at fifty so your wife can date again. That's at least what I've been told. all right, you can't be out here, you know, and don't you know in part you know we actually should be applauding the brother. Because the brother is trying to kind of get rid of this toxic toxic masculinity because right. he lost all the masculinity on that one. I will give him that. Right, he I gave got he got rid of all the toxic masculinity, the healthy masculinity. He got rid of all of it and <laughs> cried and cried. So I got to give him that credit. Maybe maybe the rest of us need to cry a little bit. I ain't cried since he, he, you know eighty
0: three. He was blaming it on the pills though, so he was trying. I mean, he was trying to get out of it. He was blaming it on the pills, like you know the new medications that my. Dog. And you know what gets me, like. Again, maybe it's just me getting older.
1: But I th- oh, is he taking birth control pills? I, don't know. <laughs> I have
0: no idea. But, but we talked about this before when we did the podcast about R. Kelly and how what I thought the image he sold to me was destroyed when we found out that he had slave girls, I guess, <laughs> I mean, limited, limited in his, in his manner. Um, I, I guess my thing with Tyrese is I was like, look, this guy came into the game as a singer on the back of the bus for right. a Pepsi. But yeah, he Coke, had, Coke. He, for Coke. He had talent. Then he was in Fast and Furious. And I don't know, sometimes he's a gangster. Sometimes he's an R&B singer. You just can't figure out. But when you see people crying, and it's, you know, like one time I might even be able to deal with. One time on social media, something happens. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you sit on a thumbtack or something. I don't know. And, and, and I can understand. But... This was happening like daily. And then he started talking about he was begging Will and Jada for money. And then he's crying about that. And now I don't have friends. I help all these people out when I was on. And now nobody wants to help me. Like, at some point, it's like, all right, dude, you can't just start using waterworks whenever you want to
1: <laughs> get your way. Like, that's not getting You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, it's, 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 I can, I just, the only time you're supposed to cry is in court. <laughs> or when you Kevin Hart and your wife find out about that sex tape. right? <laughs> but the rest of the time, <laughs> because he could just hit pause. He could just hit pause, right? <laughs> cry a little bit. I ain't mad you cry. You know, I, I cried once in the 80s, but right, but right. you you got it to turn it back off. Right. Right.
0: So I, I don't know. I mean, you know, hopefully he gets the situation worked out. I think it was all over him trying to get custody of his daughter um, you know, and this is the other thing I had the allegations that his child's mother made against him was that he was erratic and abusive, and you didn't do yourself any favors by having erratic videos put up of you crying and then happy and then crying <laughs> if I was looking at this, even if she's lying through her teeth, I'm gonna be like eh. <laughs> I don't know um. And so, like you know, it, and this is just a piece. Again, this is just me being too much of a lawyer and not enough of a person. But um, there's an age-old uh, saying: if, if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say nothing. Like, don't don't say anything in 2018 well, unless gonna,
1: you, unless you got a podcast and unless you need to do a period recap because we ain't saying that nice about nobody. Right. So so unless it's
0: us, right? Unless you got a podcast. And by the way, while we're on it, uh, Coca-Cola, if you're listening. I uh, am <laughs> representative. If you want to sponsor us, you know, we're we're getting standards now cuz we've got options now. So 750 to 100 of the your and a lifetime supply of Coca-Cola cuz that goes great with Hennessy. So I
1: <laughs> just put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we about to get out of here. Last thing I want to say, of course, you mentioned R. Kelly. Um, that's going to be my prediction for 2018. Let's get into that. My prediction for 2018 is that Jordan Peele does a new a sequel, and the sequel for Get Out will be set in R. Kelly's house, and the sisters will have to try to get out <laughs> before Kelly come home.
0: And now, step in the closet
1: closet now he's at the closet now he's opening the closet closet you got a you got a, 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 a conviction you got a prediction for 2018
0: 2018 well I don't know if it's so much a prediction as much as it is uh, a, a, a hope um, okay. 2018 for black America I hope that we can all come together and support each other in true solidarity. And what I mean by that is we come up with nine or 10 agenda points. And these are the things that we will not budge on that will improve life for all of us. And we will stick to those points. Don't be sidetracked by what the media or Donald Trump or Kim Jong-un or anybody else might have to say about other issues going on. We need to start pressing forward to get resolution on the issues that we want to see change. And the first step I believe in in doing that is making sure that we start holding people accountable. What I mean by that is, how many people know who the actual NAACP president is right now? Like, mm. does anybody know? Like, uh, like why? Cardi B. I'm, I'm guessing it's is Cardi, Cardi B? B. It sounds like Cardi B. If you go to the club, <laughs> it seems like it's Cardi. B. But like, my thing is. We hold a lot of people who don't have that same degree of influence and advocacy to much higher standards than we do this entity that's supposed to be organized for assisting the advancement of our people. So I say let's start flooding them with letters, telling them because my thing is, have they have they come out and done anything about police brutality? If so, it hasn't been publicized.
1: Um, well, no, and, and, and in fairness, you know what they've been trying to do. So what happened was Black Lives Matters coming out doing their thing, absolutely. right? And NAACP, you know, the average age of a member of the NAACP is, you know, technically deceased, right? These are all grown old <laughs> right. folks. So, so what they did was they said, okay, look, we're grown folks. When in, when Black Lives Matters came out with their thing, they said we're going to help you write up, right, your list of demands. Mm-hmm. And you have know, got a bunch of kids out there who didn't have you really any list of demands, and so the two have kind of gotten together and a couple other black organizations, and they set forth sort of an agenda. Right of what we what we want, but, like you said, we should be put keeping people accountable. The president of the n w c p is a brother named Cornell William. Uh, Brooks, okay. so you got to get over the Cornell part. You get over that part, all right. We uh, work, um, I'll work but through it. <laughs> work through it. Through it. Uh, this is a brother, though, American lawyer, activist. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're right. We need to be much more accountable, much more, you know, supportive. Um, but that's another reason to put down a Hennessy, um unless they sponsor <laughs> it and go and, and go ahead and put that money in, into, into the NWCP. Um, as I see it, you know, maybe, you know, one of the things with agenda items, maybe we should do a show about this next time the Black Agenda, right? Okay. I think one of those is to put the K into Black China. <laughs> Every time I try to write her name on social media, it, it come up, it, the extra K, I got to pull it out. It's a whole another 20 minutes for me to spell check. Black China, come on, sister. B L A C K.
0: And she's earned that extra K because she's technically a Kardashian. Like, <laughs> something. She's earned that K. Um, Yeah. Well, you know, I, I just hope that we can be a lot more like I'm, I'm very disappointed with the way that the NFL protest or lack thereof uh, turned out. I don't feel like we accomplished anything. Um, right. and, and I feel like, I mean, I still believe that there are police who are taking advantage of, uh, innocent, unarmed black people and murdering them. And we're just not hearing about it on TV. They've gotten better at hiding it. Um, <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I think that we have to come together. If, the, if black, the, the lives of our children and the lives of our people aren't enough right. to bring us together to make us say, okay, well, we need something different to happen. Um, I don't know what else there is to do. I think, you know, sometimes people get caught up in going to work every day and taking care of their household and not really worrying about what's going on in their neighbor's house or, or you know, their co-worker's house, whatever the case may be. And I understand that, but at the same time, these bullets don't have names on them. So when the police come out, it doesn't matter that my son and your son are friends. All that matters to them is that these kids are black and they're guilty. That's what the police... Preach. So I think we need to come back together as a community. We have too many people who are very, very good in their respective fields and professions that have so much influence in local state and national levels. We have too much influence to let it waste away and not try to advocate for the most fundamental thing of our existence. Um, But again, I mean, this, this is just me talking, you know, uh, mumble rappers might disagree with me you know you wouldn't know
1: but <laughs> mumble rappers <laughs> I, I, I know brother I think you you got the right, right answer um, you know we will solve this in the podcast this year I think we get rid of police brutality um, you know sexism um, you know some of this uh, harassment um, most of the uh, issues with mumble rap um, we got to deal with Dave Chappelle at a later time okay. Um, but I think we can get we we get them straightened out too. But in the meantime, brother, it was it was good talking to you. Um, and we're gonna go ahead and let the people go. We'll see you guys uh, next week. Next the week. same bad time, same bad channel, and with
0: sponsorship.